Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business and life you love, all while doing it your way. I'm your host, Amanda Bolin. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the She Did It Her Way podcast. Today, I am sitting down with the lovely Reese Evans, who is the founder and CEO of Yes Supply. She is a master manifestation abundance coach, creator of the Yes Supply method, and is on a mission to teach the world the power of their subconscious mind and universal laws to create the life that they are meant to live. And so a little bit about Reese after starting on her own path to her coaching business and working with dream clients, she knew there was something missing. It was getting tough to maintain 10K and 20K months. And she wanted to go so much deeper with her clients to make lasting and deeply impactful shifts on a spiritual, emotional, and energetic level and create more abundance. But she didn't know how. After discovering the power of the subconscious mind, our doorway to the infinite with coaching techniques like neuro-linguistic programming, which by the way, I'm so excited to dive in to all of these things, hypnotherapy, emotional freedom, techniques, tapping, and energy work, she found her answer. She now coaches her students in the Yes Supply Method certification to create six figures as a coach. And she broke through her income ceiling and is now creating six-figure months in her global coaching biz. Reese, welcome to She Did It Her Way. It's so good to have you. Hi, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my goodness. I There's so much that I want to unpack. First, tell us a little bit in your own words, who are you and what do you do? Yeah. So, well, you did such a great bio. So thank you. <laughs> I thank you for that. But yeah, my name is Reese. I'm a new mom. I had my first baby boy, August, 2020. So he's 13 Yay. months old. I'm a wife. I'm also a mindset and abundance coach. And how I started my journey, a little bit of my background is growing up, I always felt like I was very, very different from everyone around me. I grew up mm. in a town and went to school where I was one of the very few like people of color. So I always felt different about that, got bullied about that. And then when I was about 10 years old, my mom got into an abusive relationship. And so I remember going to school and kind of just like acting like everything was fine. And then I went home and my home life was full of violence, emotional, verbal abuse. And it was just literally a living hell because of this toxic person. And so living in that toxic situation for such a long time, it had a huge impact on my confidence, on my self-esteem, on how I saw myself, on my ability to love myself. But I remember just having a realization that what other people think of me or what other people say to me doesn't have to be my truth. And after that, it was a lot of climbing out of the hole of like low self-confidence, not thinking that I can achieve anything. And Mm. a lot of my friendships and jobs reflected that. I worked at a string of like dead end, like restaurant and, and retail jobs until one day I had this realization. I was surrounded by all these people who would say things like, I really wanna be an entrepreneur, but I can never do that. I really wanna be an artist, but I can never do that. And I had this thought, what if they could do that and they're just saying no to themselves? And then I had this thought, well, what if I'm just saying no to myself? And I came up with this idea for Yes Supply. And at the time, you know, I didn't know that online business was anything more than a scam. I didn't know that this was possible, but I was like, what if I made a platform that created the type of mentorship that I wish I had. And it started off with a blog, just interviewing people and sharing my perspective. And then it's grown into a coaching business and now a coaching certification platform. 
That is incredible. Your story is just one that is extremely inspiring, especially because I think there's a lot of us that can relate to the story in, in multiple different ways about being in an environment where it's, I want to do this, but, and we may even find ourselves telling ourselves no. And so I think a couple of things that I would love to unpack is what was it like starting your business? Because so many of my listeners are in that stage where they're thinking about starting their own business and, or they have started and they're in the early stages. So like, how do you navigate that? And what was that journey like for you? And then kind of talking a little bit more about how do we tap into our subconscious mind and be able to move beyond those income ceilings? And what does that mean? And what does that look like? And how can we use our subconscious mind to get what we want? Yeah, absolutely. So for the question about starting my business, oh my gosh, it was confusing. It was a lot of mistakes. It was a lot of Googling (laughs) and YouTubing. And I started around 2016. So there was a lot less resources and a lot less opportunity to see different role models and people breaking these income ceilings and anything like that. So it was just an idea in my mind. I literally created something out of nothing in my mind. And I'm like, I hope this works. And a lot of the time we don't want to take a step forward until it's perfect. And I can Mm. tell you that it was absolutely not perfect. And I made a ton of mistakes, but if I hadn't made those mistakes, I wouldn't be where I am today because I would have been standing still waiting for the quote, perfect moment that never happens. So like I said, it started as a blog and I was sharing thoughts on a little bit of everything. Like I was into nutrition, I was into yoga. I was just sharing thoughts on like all this random stuff, as well as interviewing people and getting them to share how they found their passion and turned it into a business. Cause I was like, if you can find something you love and make money off of it, like Mm. what could be better than you'd ever feel like you're working. And so once I got the ball rolling with just getting out of my comfort zone, because back then I was afraid to talk to more than two or three people at once, like let alone Mm. having hundreds or thousands of people read my thoughts online. But once I got the ball rolling, I started to get so many messages from people saying, your message is changing my life or the story changed my life or this interview changed my life. And I realized like, I have to make money. And I think for all of us, it's so important for us to remember that if we have a purpose, if we have a message, if we have a story we want to share, we have to be able to support ourselves because if we don't, we're going to be working nine to five at something we hate and not Mm. able to help the people that we want to help. So I was like, I need to make money because if I could spend 40 hours a week helping people rather than working at a job that's not suited for me, Like imagine Mm. the ripple effect that I could create in the world. And so like talk about like mistakes. I I sold a planner for, you know, like a physical planner for planning out your social media. I started a membership site, a morning ritual subscription. And I'm so grateful for all those. A, they did help people in so many ways, even though they're not what I'm doing now. And I learned so much about like making offers and, and everything like that and making mistakes. And so now when people say, how did you do it? I'm like, I could tell you how I did it, but how would I tell you what would be a lot faster? (laughs) Because that's what I teach in my course. If you did what I did, you would be taking a very wonky, random path of figuring things out. It's like, I'd much rather me make the mistakes so that you get to fast forward (laughs) to, you know, the results, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a little bit about, you know, it all starting. And I think it's all about just like following your heart, seeing what works, getting rid of what's not working, doing more of what does work and what does feel good and makes the most impact. And then 
I know you were also talking or you were asking me about the subconscious, right? And how mm -hmm. to start to break through those income ceilings. And so I actually just posted about this on my Instagram a couple of days ago. It's three like little questions in blue boxes if anyone wants to go look at it. And how I've broken through every income ceiling. It always starts with A, asking myself, what would I ask for if I knew the answer was going to be yes? So that, and that's like our number one coaching question too, because I don't want to make a goal based on what I think I can get. I want to make a goal based on what I want because then I'm going to be energized to go get the goal. And then mm. once I know what that is, I'm crystal clear. So I can see what it would be like when I achieve it. Like what, I, like you see yourself in the dream house, you see yourself driving the car, you see yourself standing on the stage or helping the clients. You can hear what, what would happen. You can feel it. It's a real experience. I like to go to that place in my mind and turn around and say, what happened? What did I do to get here? And it's from doing that, that it gives me all the perspective I need of the resources. So when I was thinking about my first 100K month, I thought to myself, okay, so if I've already made my first 100K month and I turn around and ask myself, what happened? What did I do? Then that helps me kind of figure out what are the more tangible aspects of it. So it's like, okay, I'll sell this much of this program, but I can't do it all on my own or I'm going to get burned out. So I need this type of person on my team and that type of automation or whatever it is. And that helps me kind of bring in the more tangible aspects. Mm -hmm. And then you're asking about the subconscious and you know, there's so much there because you can have the plan, but how many of us have the plan and then we don't actually take action on the plan. Right. So that's when I dive into my mindset work of making it feel like it's already real in my mind. Cause once it becomes real in your mind, that's how you can begin to actually manifest it. So I'm using hypnosis on myself, using EFT tapping, neuro-linguistic programming, as you talked about, we've updated a lot of it. So now in our certification, we call it neural energetic wiring because NLP, while it's fantastic and helped me so much, it's only focused on the mind. And a big part of our moving forward is releasing trauma, releasing, working with the body because there's that mind-body connection. So we've really mm. integrated the nervous system and the body into our newly updated coaching certification. So I'm like doing that work to get my subconscious mind to believe I've already made the 100K month or the 200K month or whatever it is. And once I truly believe it, it starts to manifest so quickly. That's amazing. And like the NLP to now NEW, what came to my mind was Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself in terms of mm -hmm. it's it's not just the one piece of the mind. It's how do we rewire the entire body where it's, we know that if there's this bad habit and that we want to change, it's not just a mental thing. It's also how do we interrupt that pattern physically to create new neural pathways on that as well. And, and I loved the thing that you mentioned on Instagram. I, I pulled that up too. And, and, and I saved it while you were sharing that. The, Thank you. What I want to ask too is what happens, let's say you have your goal is 100K months or now, now that you've achieved that, let's say your next goal is 200K months what happens or what is the process or what's going on if you have these goals and you're doing all of the work, but something's not clicking or it's not happening? Where is that? I don't want to say glitch, but like, where's the breakdown most times with your clients? So you said, just so I'm clear, you have yeah. the goal. You said you're ha you have the goal, you're doing all the work and it's not showing up. Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious because what I'm, I guess in a, an example is if a lot of my listeners, and I, I see this with clients that I've worked with, it's I've been doing all of these things, but the results aren't necessarily happening in the way that they want. 
And so for that, usually where's the breakdown as to why it's potentially not manifesting? So typically, I don't know if you mean they're doing all the work, like they're doing the marketing and they're posting da, 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 or if they're doing the mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're doing all the work, like they're burning themselves out, making a hundred Instagram reels and all that stuff, I would definitely lean into the mindset. And one of the top things that I focus on with mindset is something called the levels of the mind. So you can Google this. It's called the logical levels of the mind. And it was created by Robert Diltz, I believe the name was. And so he talks about all the different levels of the mind and on the deepest subconscious level is our goal and our, and our purpose. And right below that is identity. So Mm. if we have a goal, but we haven't aligned to our purpose, especially this goes for a lot of women too, because we're nurturers. We, we want to serve everyone. We want to help everyone. We'll have that little voice in the back of our head that says that's selfish. You can't have that car. You can't make that much money. That's selfish. But when we align it to our purpose and we remind ourselves, well, when when me, perhaps a woman of color, when me, a woman of color is successful, look at how many people I'm inspiring. Or when I make this much money, I'm going to donate X amount to this charity or I'm going to create generational wealth for my family that has never had it. What I found for myself and my clients is that when we tie our goal to our purpose, then what happens is we start to think outside of who we used to be and we think and act more like our higher self and all of these resources, ideas, opportunities flow into our lives. Right after I work on the purpose and the goal, then I work on the identity. So that is asking yourself, okay, the version of me who easily and effortlessly creates these 100K months, who am I? What are my characteristics? What is my personality? Um, How do I feel? How do I feel about myself? How do other people feel around me? And then it's beginning to embody that because when we communicate, only 7% of what we communicate is our words. The Mm. other 93% of our communication is our energy. And, you know, we've all been in those situations where we're at a store and we're like, I feel like I should buy this. I feel like I should take this action. I feel like I should do this. So a huge part of the sales that come into Yes Supply are people who say, I felt like I needed to be a part of this. I didn't even read the sales page. I just felt like I asked the universe for a sign. You know, I'm looking to to follow my calling and then boom, your website popped up or your sales page popped up and I knew that this was for me. And so what I think is happening there is that because I've aligned myself to my goal so much and I've aligned my energy, when I show up and communicate, it's not just my words that are saying it's such a great coaching certification. It's literally the energy that's vibrating from my body. It's the the feeling that somebody has when they're in the presence of the work. Um, it's the confidence in how much I know that it's worked for me and other people. And it's when they're in the presence of the work, them feeling that confidence vibrate to them and them wanting more of that. And so for somebody who's they're posting, they're posting, they're writing, they're writing their video, they're videoing. But if it's not in the right energy, your ideal customer or your ideal client is going to say something's missing. I don't feel 100% confident. I feel like I should do more research. I feel like they should be more logical rather than having that instinctual trust. And so I think that that instinctual trust comes from the energy. And we have a science and research department at Yes Supply. We've been looking into this term called 
biophotons. So this is a new discovery in terms of science and mindset. But what they're finding is that our DNA actually has these light particles that come from it. And they can't be picked up from the human eye, but we can feel it and we can essentially sense it energetically. So I really believe that when we shift our mindset, we're literally shifting these light particles that emanate from us and other people can pick up on that. Mm. Um, I think it was, I think it was Bruce Lipton who I like Bruce Lipton and Joe Dispenza. I, I always see them kind of in the same category because they're so smart and they know so much about mindset and science and Bruce Lipton, I hope that that's who it was because I don't want to misquote. I believe he said, the lion doesn't have to talk to the gazelle for the gazelle to know to run right it's like it's the energy right and so i think when you're in the energy of that leader who makes the six figure months or whatever it is that creates that ripple effect of how people act around you how they respond to you how they sign up to buy and you know whatever other domino effects you're looking for in your life. That is so good. And thank you for sharing that because I know for a lot of my listeners, including myself, I've been in this situation where it's, okay, I'm posting content and posting content because that's what I should do. But the energetic alignment is off or you can see someone else that's also doing it. And you're like, something's not, something's not right. Not sure why, but something's not right. And it's like looking at, you know, are we in alignment with our energy and how are we taking action from that place? Absolutely. I think in terms of business too, one of the things that I always admire are businesses where I'm sure you've all called into a business and the customer service has been terrible, but we're like, but I want that product. So I'll buy it anyway. So (laughs) I think we should all still have amazing customer service. So I'm definitely not saying that, but I'm saying, what if you also, rather than just focusing on marketing, make a product or service that you want to shout from the rooftops about. So I created a program that I wish I had attended when I was looking for coaching certifications. Like I, I'm in these calls, like leading them and I'm having so much fun in them. And so what happens is we also have a lot of people who sign up for a program just because of word of mouth. So that means that I don't have to do a million posts or whatever that is mm. because our students are having such great results, whether they feel more confident as a coach, they're quitting their jobs, they're making more money, whatever it is, they're telling their friends and their online communities. And then people are signing up because they're like, oh, well, I trust Sarah. And she said, this is the best program. I trust Amanda. And and they said that this was the best program. So marketing is huge, of course, but when you have a product that you love and that people love, that I think is your best marketing because then it just sells itself. Mm, amen to that. The refer referrals are so important. If yeah, if you have a really fantastic product that people are getting results from and they love, the word of mouth and referral marketing is such a valuable piece of that. And it's most of the time it's free, right? Like it's just free word of mouth marketing that um, can bring other people in. There was something else that you said that I was jotting down. With Oh, okay. So I was going to ask you, like, if you're comfortable, share a time when you were wanting to reach a certain goal, but kept hitting that ceiling and had to go back and kind of unpack, okay, what's missing? Where am I getting blocked up? And like, what was that experience? Yeah, for sure. So the first one that comes to mind, I'm sure this has happened to me a million times, but the first (laughs) one that comes to mind is I had my first hundred K month in September, 2019. And for a long time after that, we would get really, really close to 
a 200k a month, but we didn't quite get there. Now, I didn't let it stress me out because I knew that focusing on service and everything like that, like that's what's going to get us there. It's not like, oh my God, did I didn't make this number yet, but it was something that I noticed. And then I was pregnant in 2020. And towards the end of my pregnancy, I decided I had been working a lot on the mindset of like, I can be fully supported. I can let go. I can let my team support me. People want to support me. That was a huge belief that I had to switch. People want to support me. People want to be part of my vision and my mission, everything like that. And, you know, I let it go to my team. And our first 200K plus month was the month that I had Isaiah. So it was just so interesting. And it kind of even goes with the previous question too, that it's not about working harder. It's a big part of it. Sometimes you have to work hard. You know, if you have absolutely no product, you can't expect to (laughs) to sell anything. But at a certain point too, it really does switch into trust and into gratitude and into just being in that happy, fulfilled, loving energy. And people feel that. And I think that they're really magnetized to that too. You know, that is so fascinating because uh, one of my really good friends had a baby about a year ago as well. And she said that her best season in business was during the time she had her daughter and even like the months to follow when she was on maternity leave technically. And she's like, it's just wild how abundant it is. And going back to what you were saying is, you know, sometimes it's what we persist is what resists and what we resist persists. And it's almost that balance of letting go. And you had mentioned switching into trust and gratitude, and I'm going to try and formulate my question in a way that's understandable. So just bear with me here as I like manage through my thoughts. I'm just thinking, about the person. And I remember when I first started my business, it was learning, you know, the mindset, but then the tactical, and I'd find myself in such a place of scarcity, but also grinding it. Then there was that transition of trusting the gratitude and being in full vibrational alignment and not necessarily worrying about how things were going to happen, but trusting that they were going to happen. And now that I'm reflecting on mine, I'm not exactly sure when that transition was, but If you were to take a macro view of your clients and people that you work with, what are some of the specific events, let's say, that happen in that timeline where you really start to see people shift out, your clients shift out of the, let's just call it like scarcity, worrisome and grind, grind, grind into more of the trust and guidance piece of it? What happens there when someone goes from mistrust and scarcity into trust and gratitude, I think is self-discovery because Mm. we're brought up and, you know, we go to school and we're taught like, well, if you want to be good enough or smart enough or be appreciated, you just need to memorize all these textbooks. There's no one for most of us. Some of us have, you know, those great role models, but for most of us, there's no one telling us that like you are good enough because you are like you are a infinite soul that came to have this experience on this planet. And so, of course, anything that you want can be yours. And of course, you're more valuable than the amount of money in your bank account. And of course, that no matter what happens, you have always been resilient. And so of course you can be resilient again. So in my experience, like working with my clients, what I find is as they're going through this work, whether we're coaching or whether they're doing the certification and they're getting the techniques done on them with their coaching partners, 
through the coaching and through the mindset work, they start to see like, I've got this, like I'm safe. I think that's a big thing too. Mm. So many times we get in our own way because we think it's not safe to post online. What if someone makes fun of me? And I think the switch happens when we're like, even if someone makes fun of me, I'm still safe. Even if someone doesn't buy, I'm still good enough. Because what happens when we have that internal belief and that internal identity is then we stop doing because we should or we stop doing because this tactic worked for this marketing guru and we start creating from our soul and like what we said before like people can feel that energy when you're doing what you're doing from your soul whether you're building your product from your soul or you're posting from your soul and your heart people are magnetized to that energy and there's another quote that's coming to me but i honestly feel like i'm gonna butcher it but i'm sure you've heard it it's like something along the lines of like the world needs more people who are alive about what they do too much what i'm trying to talk about yeah i think i i know um, it's like the world doesn't need more successful people the world needs more people who are like alive about what they do or something along those lines yeah because it's more of you know there are like successful people but it's making the case about okay forget quote-unquote success it's you know success in some i think success is being in alignment as opposed to like some of the other Mm -hmm. ways that we define it exactly yeah so so that's what i think happens because then people are magnetized to what it is that they do and then that's how they get the results like like i know people who they're just doing their thing whether it's in fashion or music or whatever and people come up to them and they say can you coach me they're not even coaches but it's their energy it's their love for what they do it's their presence right and so when we have that presence people are just going to be magnetized to us and a One of the biggest things that I see that is a a piece of self-sabotage is a lot of people say, what if I do all this work and nothing works out? But again, Mm. when we tune into, I'm such an amazing person and I have a message and I have a story that I need to get this message and story out to the world, then we don't say, what if I do all this work and it doesn't work out? Because we know that by doing the work, it will work out. Like, Mm-hmm. The I had my coaching certification for a few years and we recently just updated and I refilmed the whole thing from top to bottom and it was definitely a lot of work and it was a labor of love and I'm so proud of it and I like love looking at it and I'm so happy so many people have signed up but even if they didn't I would say I'm so glad that I got this work that was important to me into the world. And so I think when we switch our perspective from like, well, what will other people think? Am I going to get an A? Am I going to be good enough from these external standards? And we say like, what do I want to put into the world? Then our energy shifts and, you know, whatever energy we put into something, it actually holds that energy. So then our energy shifts with whatever it is that we're creating. A huge thing too, because, you know, I know there's a lot of business owners here. And so you're probably thinking and asking, okay, but like, how do I actually make money? And one thing that's important to know is that money, all money is, is a physical representation of an exchange of value, right? Before money existed, there was bartering. It was like, I have five Mm. tomatoes and you have five potatoes. Like, let's switch because I don't know how to make potatoes or grow potatoes and you don't know how to grow tomatoes. And so when we stop worrying about external and we just say like, who am I and what is my body of work that I can put into the world, how I can add value in my unique way, my unique garden of tomatoes that nobody else knows how to grow, right? Mm. Then by creating that that's how you actually get good at it that's how you actually become valuable in that sense and then you have an overabundance of value to exchange with others 
Yeah, it is wild to think that, you know, we put so much focus on money, but at the core of it, it's really the exchange in value. And going back to what you said of, you know, if people, if we ask like, what if I do all this work and it doesn't work out? I've certainly thought that in, mm-hmm. in my journey. And I think it probably, I'll just speak for myself. It was, you know, in a scarcity mindset. And when you're under pressure and you're not in the most, you're not in the strongest state, it's easier for your brain to latch on to not as supporting thoughts as much. And I think even asking, and I love that you said by doing the work, forgetting the question and the thought of, you know, what if I do all these things and it doesn't work out, it's trusting and knowing that by doing it, you'll be led to where you need to be. And one of my really good friends, Shauna Van Bogart always says that there's no right or wrong way. There just is. And I think sometimes we are so afraid to make the quote unquote wrong decision or the right, like, are we going to get it right? That we actually stall ourselves up versus saying, listen, I'm just going to make the decision and whatever comes, whatever the outcome is, it's right. You know, it's, it's supposed to be that way and trusting in that. So I love that you shared that. And this has been absolutely amazing Reese. So thank you so much for your time and energy. I do have a few final questions that I like to ask at the end of every episode. The first one that I have is what are you personally working on right now as an individual and a human in your business? I had my NLP certification. I learned so much from doing that over the last couple of years and coaching. And I just went through the whole thing and we're upgrading it. So right now I'm actually wrapping up the last few modules of that and we've launched our cohort. So we're just working out the kinks. And again, never it's never perfect at the beginning. Mm. You try, you sign people up, you find out what works, you find out what doesn't work. So we're just perfecting our newly upgraded program. And then next we're going to be redoing from top to bottom our whole master coach program. Oh so I'm really excited about that. Girl, you got your work cut out for you. You got a lot on. I love it. I love sure it. Do. Yeah. What would you say that you, you personally internally are working on in terms of like personal development or like what's something that you're working through? Ooh, that's a good question. Definitely balancing being a mom and running a business. So the first year of Isaiah's life, he was at home. Sometimes I had a babysitter to help out, but I was like really, really hands-on. And I realized he's actually a very social baby. And so even though at first I never thought we'd put him in daycare, we actually just recently put him in daycare and he's loving it. Like he loves being able to Mm. play with his little friends every day. So there's so much that goes into being a parent and either working at a job or running a business. So it's just managing that like, I can see him on the camera at school and I know he's having a good time. And then it's like, oh, like guilty because I'm not with him every five seconds. You know what I mean? So Mm. um, just like managing all the emotions of that and also reminding myself that, you know, when I'm doing like, it's not like I'm sending him there and I'm doing a job I hate. I'm sending him there and then I love every minute of the day when I'm working on like this work, that's my life's work. So just reminding myself all of these different things that he's happy there with his friends and that also like I'm teaching him that he can pursue his purpose and balance having a family and all of that. So that's like the main mindset work that I'm currently working through. So good. Thank you for sharing. And what is one, if you could recommend only one book, it could be business, it could be fiction, whatever that looks like to you. One book that you would say everyone needs to read, what would that book be? 
Oh my God, there's so many good books. I know. Actually, The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. So this book mm. was actually, it's not like it goes deep into any scientific concepts or anything like that, but this book changed my perspective and made me start to think like, I can't have my yes. I don't have to settle for the little goal that I think I can get. And so I actually always have five to 10 of these books in my house and I give them to people. And I've had so many people say that this book changed their life. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's such a good idea. Just keep the books on hand. So it's like mm. easy to pass out. I, re- I feel like I read that 10 years ago and now I'm like, it's an okay, old book. Yeah. Time to revisit though, because I think books hit differently based on the stage of life that you're in. So that's, that's a good reminder. Last question I have is where can my listeners connect with you and find out more information about what you have going on and all the goodies? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in any of the concepts that we teach, I would definitely check out my YouTube channel um, because I can go a lot deeper on everything. So I have EFT videos on there, hypnosis videos, videos where you can actually see some of the coaching happening either with me or some of the trainers on our team. Um, And also Instagram, we're all on Instagram and I post little behind the scenes of my life, like filming or with my family or whatever on there. So we're on there pretty much every day. Amazing. Well, Reese, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited for my listeners to tune in and soak up all the goodness from today's show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amanda. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to shedidaherway.com where you can access the entire vault of She Did It Her Way podcast episodes. And you can also access free trainings and resources all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And if you enjoyed today's podcast episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review, letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.